Thanks for joining us on the King Law Podcast, where we give you a lawyer's perspective on anything legal or not. From criminal law, personal injury, and trending legal topics, we're your back pocket legal guide. Military families are getting sick across the United States because of toxic exposure. Here's what you need to know. Our work as environmental attorneys and toxic exposure attorneys has really given us some depth of understanding to various different chemicals and and how they get into your body. And this video is about where the exposure occurs, how the exposure occurs, and what illnesses may be related to toxic exposure on military bases. Everybody knows there's certain risks to being someone who serves in the military. You may get shot by an enemy, right? Mm -hmm. What we're all learning about is the toxic exposure risk. And that's something that that probably young men and women who sign up for the military don't know about. Mm -hmm. And it is upsetting. And I think the PACT Act brought some of that to light. Uh, So we represent people at Camp Lejeune. We also represent people throughout the United States who were exposed to PFAS either through firefighting foam or contaminated water on military bases. So military families are getting sick on toxic chemicals in the drinking water. I think the three biggest chemicals that we're talking about, we're talking about um, the Department of Defense has agreed that at least 700 bases have PFAS contamination. Um, You're talking about TCE. TCE is a cleaning solvent that is used to clean tanks or ships or jeeps or all these military things as well as weapons. And then benzene. Benzene's a byproduct of petroleum products. The amount of petroleum used in fuel, jet fuel, diesel fuel, and gasoline by the military is unbelievable. Um, And I think benzene is a really um, common but often overlooked toxic chemical that, that our military is exposed to. How does it get into the water? Yeah, so you have direct exposure and you have environmental exposure, whether it's through the air or the water. Um, So firefighting foam, you spray it on your skin, it goes in your skin. You can get testicular um, cancer, kidney cancer, various other forms of cancer, brain cancer, thyroid. Or, and this is what's, I think, come to light over the last 20 years, whatever chemical gets sprayed on the ground, it rains, goes through the ground, gets into the water supply, and ends up getting pumped right back to the soldiers or Marines, their spouses and children. And you have this exposure through the water. That's what Camp Lejeune is all about. Um, Camp Lejeune is all sorts of chemicals, but it's a lot of it is TCE that actually came from a dry cleaner. And you think dry cleaning has nothing to do with the military. Well, for for many years, they dry cleaned uniforms and they dry cleaned sleeping bags. Yeah. And it's interesting to think about. It's not just impacting soldiers. It's impacting their families or anyone who's was on the base for decades. I mean, the government has admitted to at least as far back as 1953. And so it's all over the place. It's not You mentioned Camp Lejeune, but it's not just Camp Lejeune. Camp Lejeune is the most well-known. That's why I say it, mm-hmm. um, because people have heard it on TV. Ord in California is a horribly contaminated base, mm-hmm. but there's, there's hundreds of military bases, and some of the most contaminated are small ones. Um, we have one here near us in upstate New York, Seneca Army Depot, very highly contaminated site. Air Force bases, some of the most contaminated sites are Air Force bases because of the foam. Uh, they're very worried about jet fuel fires, so they trained all the time with uh, firefighting foam, very toxic substance, and sprayed it on the ground. To put out a jet fuel fire, you douse it with foam, Mm -hmm. um, suffocate the fire, and they would just train in these fuselages and and douse areas with the chemical. 
and then jet fuel, um, any place that there was a lot of fuel. And th- there's a story that I, I heard with one of our bases where uh, the guy would deliver fuel and sometimes the tank would be full, but they would get a shipment of fuel. And mm-hmm. if they didn't, um, if the tank was full, they would just dump it on the ground. They would take a tanker truck and just dump it on the ground. Oh, my gosh. Um, Inadvertently poisoning people. Right. Yeah. Well, they didn't know about benzene, maybe, or they did, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was their instruction. If, if there was no place to put the fuel, just get rid of it. Oh, my gosh. Well, tell them the story that you told me a little bit yeah. ago. We always think about veterans, and we think about even the toxic exposure of the veteran. But what we don't always talk about are the families. And, and I can tell you, we have hundreds of clients all over the United States and we talk to people every single day. And the thing that is striking is the level of illness with children who are exposed to toxic substances on base. And it makes perfect sense. There's a certain level of chemical. Um, sometimes I've heard the experts that we've talked to, they talk about the poison is the dose. Mm-hmm. So I'm five foot 11, 190 pounds. I get one part per trillion of PFAS in my body mm-hmm. over the course of time. That's going to have an effect on certain organs within my body. You can take more than maybe a child could. A four-year-old mm-hmm. gets the same amount of chemical. Well, they're a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Their organs are developing. The science shows that that's going to affect them more. I can tell you also just from taking a lot of phone calls, you have whole families, especially if they're in highly toxic substances, where three or four kids, they all end up with cancer. It just seems to be... That in that young development, small phase of life, you're very susceptible to toxic exposure and then the illnesses that come with it. I think what most experts will say is toxic exposure accumulates throughout your life. So by getting these toxic doses early, your body can absorb. You don't necessarily get cancer from smoking one cigarette, right? Mm -hmm. It's all the cigarettes over your life. And when you start essentially smoking or getting your toxic exposure at age one, two, three, four, or five, your odds of getting to that amount that gives you cancer later in life goes way up. So you were telling me the story about the garden. It's a family that that I know, I come to know through representing husband's Marine, gets deployed. She's living on base with their small child, six months old maybe, and just wants the best. They're they're making a life and this is their first kid and, and doesn't want any toxic baby food, is, is growing her own food, is there, is taking care of the little one, and like, grows a garden, grinds up the vegetables, you know, the, the, vegetables yeah. the beans, the whatever, mm-hmm. squash that she's growing in this garden, and they are huge. They are the best, most beautiful gardens growing out there behind the uh, military family housing unit. A period of time goes by, and there's reports. Reports come out about this base. And that base is one of the most contaminated bases. So here's this mother is trying to take care of this little one and instead is growing food out of contaminated awesome. dirt. Right. And you think because it's so beautiful and it's so big, you're like, wow, okay, the soil must be really enriched, yeah. It, yeah. but not yeah, it was with enriched. the right things. Right. It was enriched. All right. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's just one example. And I think every every single person who's out there They've seen what these bases are like, and they're they're so big, and they have had so much industrial, generally toxic contamination is around industrial areas, and military bases in large part are industrial in nature. Again, like what are the symptoms or what are the illnesses that yeah, so we're getting? We've spent a tremendous amount of time in the last six months um, working on PFAS contamination, forever chemical contamination. And without a doubt, kidney cancer and testicular cancer come from PFAS contamination, thyroid disease, 
preeclampsia in pregnant women, thyroid cancer, ulcerative colitis, brain cancer, bone cancer of some sorts. There's definitely more, but those are the ones, uh, those first five, they call them leech injuries, that are the very, very widely accepted. Uh, a Supreme Court case just came out where they don't even allow DuPont to say that the PFOA, also called C8, doesn't cause those certain cancers. They've mm. accepted it so many times. Mm-hmm. But then you're looking at the link between TCE and Parkinson's. It's a really strong link among other cancers. There's a lot of cancers caused by toxic chemicals, and sometimes different chemicals will cause the same cancers. Leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, different blood issues. Those are out there. And then benzene, that's like a civil action. We're in Massachusetts, but really that's the same thing that largely comes from petroleum products. What if you are someone who is on a base during this time frame? What do you do? Like, what do you do? Now you know this information. What do you do with it? <sighs> That's a great question. I would look for the appropriate veteran service organization. You need appropriate testing, first of all. But also, if you have one of these illnesses, certain cases we can bring lawsuits for money. Other cases we cannot. In the AFFF, cases, the firefighting foam cases, we're going after the chemical companies. Depending on the military bases, if it's Camp Lejeune, then you can file a lawsuit against the government. But it's, it's really a case-by-case, illness-by-illness basis. Mm-hmm. And I think there's also some legislation, um, something that everyone should do. And, and I know our military families are really active politically, whether it's through um, service organizations or organizations. The presumptive illnesses for VA disability benefits should include PFAS. Okay. That, that's a big thing. That's something for, that I'm looking for personally um, in 2024. Are we able to pass legislation to protect veterans and their families because of PFAS exposure? Mm-hmm. I think that that will happen. I hope it happens soon. Our firm specifically, where can we help people? Where can we represent people? Yeah, we can represent people all over the United States. We can't do every case Benzene is, uh, is a challenging scenario for us. We're really up to speed on PFAS, up to speed on Camp Lejeune. We just got picked for one of the, the 100 bellwether trials in Camp Lejeune, so we're working on that. That's where a lot of our, our knowledge comes from, these ATSDR studies and the experts that we're using in Camp Lejeune and then firefighting foam. Um, so I think we're one of the firms that really has some experience with contamination on military bases specifically. So even though we're based in New York, we can still take your case. If, if there's a case. Wasn't here. If there's yeah. a case. And, and if you qualify. Right. And who are we suing? Who in, is responsible? So in our opinion, the chemical companies, they knew. There's, there's pretty overwhelming evidence that they who knew. Who are the chemical companies? Uh, 3M, DuPont, Dow, BASF, and about 20 other ones that you probably don't know the name of. I think the military families they need to be talking to each other and, and figuring out, is this water contaminated? Um, I don't know. I, I brought one level in here. And, and, you know, some folks live off base, especially nearby military neighborhoods. The contamination oftentimes, it's in the water. It bleeds over. The, the chemical doesn't know where the line of the military base is. Here's a letter, and, and we can post this. Fairchild Air Force Base out near Seattle. We'll post the links for the different bases and contamination levels, and you can look where you were. Um, Fairchild Air Force Base is a bad one, and they post the level online. Well, I was going to say, do, what, do you know the level offhand? Like, what is bad? The EPA says that it should be under four parts per trillion. That's like a drop in 20 swimming pools is the stat that's given a lot. It's low. I mean, this toxic exposure, it doesn't take a lot of certain chemicals to make you sick over time because you're accumulating it for for your whole life. So the DOD in their report, they say that the 
there's a PFAS level of around 100 at Fairchild Air Force Base. And for a long time, over 70 was thought to be bad. The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, says it should be under four. Well, here's a letter that was sent to a person who lived outside the base. And it says, by the way, we tested the water and it's a PFAS level of 491. Oh, and uh, a PFOA level, class, class A carcinogen, World Health Department, 95. It's way over the limit. And it's According to this level, it's higher than they're even publishing in their own report. So the people who have been exposed to this are pretty much guaranteed to potentially get ill. Uh, Their risk goes up. So, yeah, and there's various studies that show the chemical gets in your blood. We test people's blood, Mm -hmm. and you can see the chemical level, a normal level, and then a person like this who lived there, their level is probably triple or quadruple that of the average American person. And and usually with every doubling, you're cancer risk doubles mm-hmm. or triples or quadruples, depending on you know what mm-hmm. cancer, how high the level is, things like that. I, I don't want to get too far into it, but basically you said that these chemicals trickle into other towns, yeah, nearby a, towns. So then you're contaminating a whole town. Yeah, sometimes. And, and that's what happens with factories as well. So we see this, we represent a municipality mm-hmm. separate than the military. I know it's a military base. Right. Um, but there's a factory there, and they use PFAS in their manufacturing process. Well, the whole town of 4,500 people, every well is contaminated. That's Hoosick Falls, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big one. There's two there, There's two types of exposure. You have the on-base exposure and then the exposure right off. The mm-hmm. DOD knows that. I, I think it's getting traction. The toxic exposure on military bases is getting traction. I don't think everybody thinks about the families. I don't think that they think about the kids it's a huge deal. The kids are so much smaller than their parents. Mm-hmm. A little bit of toxic exposure for kids. And they, they didn't choose to be born on a military base. Their parents are serving our country. We have to pay attention to what their exposure is. I want to end on this note just because a lot of people don't do lawsuits, right? It's really uncomfortable for them. They've never done one before. They might have never even called a law office before. What can they expect when they call we want to know the situation. Our first question is always, what's the situation? What's going on? What's happening? Tell me the scenario. The calls that we get for contamination, I could, this letter came from a phone call. And these people, by the grace of God, do not have cancer. Mm-hmm. They are not sick. All they know is we live next to a military base and we have really high levels. We're concerned. Right. Yeah. So they called. We gave them some information. We gave them what we knew. And they shared this letter with us. And I mean, every person you talk to has a different story. And their story includes this letter that says... Uh, your water is your toxic. Water, we're testing your water yeah. and it's really it's really uh, probably bad. And wow. they still live there. I mean, so you call, you, you kind of see what their situation is. Let's say it's someone who qualifies. What does that look like? What's a timeline? Yes. Yeah, uh, so a timeline is we can file a claim on your behalf. That means we need to prove exposure, illness, and have a party to go against. Sometimes that's easier than other. If it's a case that we're going to do as a personal injury case, we sign a retainer, an e-sign retainer. We gather personal information. Where do you live? What's your phone number? What's your social security Mm -hmm. number? We order up your medical records. So we have to prove exposure and we have to prove illness. We do that by military records, housing records, water records, and then medical records of a diagnosed illness. Mm -hmm. This is a developing area. Toxic exposure is a developing area. There's going to be things that we can do, I think, in the future for people who are exposed as far as medical monitoring. You do have a heightened risk, and you should be going to the doctor so that you treat 
illnesses when they come up, not when it's too late. What about people who have passed away or pass away during this process? Yeah, that's an excellent question. The case continues. Someone has to stand in the place of the person who was affected. We do that through setting up an estate. Really common. People get sick. The cases last a long time. So we start working on the case. Unfortunately, some of our clients pass away while we represent them. And then we have usually a family member, a spouse or child, typically will stand in the place of that person. They become the administrator of the estate. From a legal perspective, the case pretty much stays the same. Okay. I mean, this is just such a huge thing that I feel like no one really talks about enough. I feel like it's gaining traction. I think people are starting to talk about it more, but I'm just surprised that it's not something more people know about. Well, you think about all the money that's been raised for cancer research in the last 30 years. Everybody knows about raising money for cancer research. Mm -hmm. Well, there have been study after study after study after study funded by really the dollars of Americans who have donated money for cancer research. And we know so much more today than we knew even five years ago or 10 years ago. And the environmental toxic exposure, it causes a bunch of illnesses. We all know that at some level, but there's more specifics now. And Mm -hmm. then you backtrack from toxic exposure and you start doing the testing. And the testing supports high levels of toxic exposure on military bases and around military bases. We're, go- we're representing towns that have PFAS levels of one, two, three parts per trillion. Look at the military bases, a million parts per trillion, 100,000 parts per trillion. These are 30,000 times what we think is too much. Right, and this is still going on? It's going on today. It's going on right now. It's sad that these military families are becoming ill from something that probably could have been prevented if we knew about it. The military does so much for us, and they've driven so much development in this this country. Mm -hmm. And I think this issue, the Department of Defense, they know they have an issue. You can see it in their reports. And and to their credit, they they at least say, we know we have an issue and we have to address the problem. Mm -hmm. That's a good first step, and and hopefully that helps not only the military and the military families, uh, but these organizations are so strong. The the veteran service organizations and the groups of military families, they have a lot more power than one person with a contaminated well in the middle of Iowa. Mm -hmm. I don't know that anyone did it on purpose at the military level, but can there be a positive change? And, And I think you're starting to see the beginning of that, and that's something that we're proud to be part of. And, and I think we have a really inside view on the science of it and the exposure because we're talking to people from so many different areas and, and in different cases, whether it's firefighting foam or Camp Lejeune or contaminated municipalities here in New York State or throughout the Northeast. Right. Because through these cases, in the end, you hope that change will happen where people won't continue to get sick. Yeah. So if you have been on these bases and you think you've been exposed and you're potentially having any of these illnesses. Yep, we'll link the reports. You can do some research. If you want to talk to us, you give us a call. That concludes this episode of the King Law Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and check out our socials at King Law Attorneys. And if you've happened to have been injured or charged with a crime, now you know who to call. King Law, take charge.